Who were the Magi kings? Did they really exist? How long did they stay with Jesus? What is the meaning of the star? Don't miss episode number six of Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. And in the episode today, we're going to talk about a mix between reality and legend. And these are the stories and the traditions of the Magi kings. And I'm here with Father Arthur, the superior of the Heralds of the Gospel in Canada, and with Brother Justin, uh, our you know two panelists here that uh, that I have been already from the I think they are founding members eh, of oh, this yes. podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the same time we're here very very happy to to wish each and every one of you a new year. This is the very first program of 2023, and if you noticed, because we are in the end of the Christmas season, the plants are already you not know, drying away. If you can see in the back, so at least you know that's also another sign that we're moving on. We're moving on. To a new year. So I don't know, how, where do we start? Father, I think you have the scriptural background for all of this today when it comes to the three Magi kings. Yes, you know, this is a beautiful story that actually is half um, real. We know that it is perfectly real and we will find it in the Gospel of Matthew very well described. But obviously there is much more than reality. There is more than that. This is something that the Lord Jesus Christ wanted for him. Why did he need to be adored by the Gentiles? Because it was not enough for him to be adored just by his people. Mm -hmm. Because he was a king of everything. He needed to be acknowledged. Everybody. Right? He had to be acknowledged. He had to be acknowledged. For his he had to be acknowledged. Beautiful thought. Wow. So, yeah. so he kind of invented a situation that has a lot of mystery and a lot of beauty that nothing can be compared, you know. And it's so nice that all children like this story. Mm. They all love, you know. And it's impossible to find a, a crib without those three magic um, men, those three wise men. Because actually it comes from a, a Greek word, you know, mago, hmm? which means wise men. So it is interesting that he was adored by wise people. They, yes. were, they were not, you know, common people. They, they, they were above everyone. Well, I, since we're talking about tradition, sorry to cut you off, but, you know, this, the Spanish-speaking world is, is uh, the, let's say, children are much more receptive to the Magi kings no, than in any other countries. So the tradition is that when you're little, you put your shoes right at night, and then you leave some water, and then you leave some straw for the camels and everything <laughs> else, right? And then you leave a letter. And in the oh. letter, you write to the Magic Kings what you like as yeah. a gift, as a toy or you something know, like that. As a way of thinking, remembering one of our past podcasts, that's probably one of the traditions that got stolen and, and enveloped into the Santa Claus story. Exactly. Because that's one of the things you do. You leave cookies and milk and you leave, um, you can leave some fodder for the reindeer. So again, it's one more thing that got sucked into that, you know, nexus of sorts vortex of <laughs> of atheism but it's interesting too now because everybody calculates if every child puts a little bit 
Now those camels are going to be really well fed. Yes. Yeah, and after after the whole story, it's only three magi kings. Now we we think about three camels. So there we go, right? And uh, even the camels were already mentioned in scriptures. You know, Isaiah already spoke about camels yes. you know, that were coming to venerate this one who is going to come. But don't forget, camels were a symbol of wealth. Yeah. Because poor people right. traveled by donkey or by uh, or by mule or by foot. But you had a camel, you had a certain level. Exactly. And apparently there was an enormous amount of camels that came. I mean, those kings that we don't know exactly if there were three or more, but there were three that uh, brought those gifts. The gifts are three. The gifts, the famous gifts are three. Gold, incense, and myrrh. Frankincense yes. and myrrh. And each one has a beautiful meaning that we're going to, uh, to explain a little bit later. But the, the, um, so maybe there were more, and there was an enormous delegation that came to Jerusalem. The, the term that's in scripture is that the camels would cover the land. So exactly. you're talking not one or two exactly. scrimply little, little camels coming through. You're talking about a whole but herd. If, exactly. if I'm going to be a Catholic that... Well, you know, like many times happens nowadays, you know, we have poor catechization and also, you know, what St. Jerome used to say, you know, poor knowledge of the scriptures is poor knowledge of Christ, right? Wow, there we go. Yes. But let's say if I wanted, you no, know, uh, to, to start finding out things in the scripture about the Magi kings, Father, where should I start? Isaiah. Isaiah uh -huh. is, is uh, amazing, Isaiah. And I, as, uh, Isaiah knows everything. You know, yeah, uh, Isaiah knows everything. He has, uh, you know, he has spoken about about uh, everything related to our Lord Jesus Christ. It's yeah. interesting in the early church, um, they didn't have readily accessible, of course, because it wasn't written the Gospels. But what they used as a proof text was the Book of Isaiah, yeah. and it was so much so that there were certain currents in the um, Talmudic tradition to remove Isaiah from the canon of the Old Testament, just because it was such a pain. Because the Christians well, were constantly using it as a hammer on their head, and like just remove it. It was a proto-Lutheran move. When it gets in the way, toss it. If you don't like the books, just toss it. Yeah, send them away. So look, he says, uh, in a certain passage, he says, caravans, this is uh, Isaiah 60, um, uh, verse 6. Caravans of camels shall cover you, dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, shall come bearing gold and frankincense and heralding the praises of the Lord. So, you know, he's already seeing these uh, kings that are coming with gifts and uh, they are coming from, from the east, a medium and Ephra and Shiva is more as the same area. Yeah. They, um, they, are, they are coming from, from far away. It means that this king who is born is being worshipped by far away also, by people who come from very, very far away. There's also another point which is interesting for the Jewish mind, is that they had a fear of these places. Because they were centers of paganism. Exactly. So yeah. these pagan places are, are coming to this great Messiah, mm. the anointed one, who's going to be adored by them, which means they're giving up their idols. They're giving up and they're coming to God. They're coming to the very being I am, the, the Yahweh moment. But the magic kings were not Hebrew. Let's put oh, no, let, let's point that not. out, right? So what the, religion did they have? If, 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 I don't know if I'm jumping here from, from thing to thing, but... 
um, they they were Zoroastrian. They believed in them in the uh, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure if we have a. We don't have an exact tie down before they had their moment with God, mm-hmm. like their great moment or where they decide to leave all and follow the star. We don't know what they were. Most likely Zoroastrian. It would make sense. So they believed in the stars and in the relationships. Exactly. Uh, they studied the, star the stars. And the, Sunday, yeah. the, cosmos. Um, the name Gaspar comes from Persian, which mm-hmm. means treasure keeper. So mm-hmm. Gaspar is traditionally pictured in pious art again that's not infallible right pious art is an artist's perception as being african with dark skin and he presents myrrh myrrh is a symbol for humanity and some associated to the sufferings of our lord jesus christ and to death Uh, the dead bodies were covered with myrrh in order to give a uh, another, you know, uh, sense and another perfume. Absolutely. Yeah, myrrh was fundamental and actually not a little bit. Yeah, several pounds. No, no. Oh, no, no. It wasn't. needed no, no, to no, be. No, no, no. It was brought, generous, you know? generous supplies. This wasn't like it wasn't a couple of gold coins no, or a, a teaspoon of myrrh. And, <laughs> By a little envelope. No, it wasn't cheap. Was it cheap gifts? Nothing. It was bags and bags and bags. bags. So. No, it was, it was fit for a king. Yeah. Fit for a king. Exactly. Uh, Melchior is a Jewish name. No, it stands mean? for King of Light. Mm. Okay, so, um, and he's usually um, characterized, again, in pious art as being of Caucasian or of European ancestry, some form of European ancestry. And he brings? Um, he brings gold. Gold. Mm-hmm. gold is considered the most precious commodity worthy of a king, the son oh. of God. Okay. And the third? Balthazar. Comes from Hebrew and means God saves his life or God will help. Also, the translations seem to have roots into ancient Sirach. So, again, mm-hmm. we're going into that Persian, the Persian yes. element, which also reads as God save the king, and associated with an Asian, a person of Asian Middle Eastern origin. Mm-hmm. He carries incense, which is considered something fit for God. Oh, God. Beautiful. And so let's say Beautiful. after we went to Isaiah, what, what would be the next step for a person who really wants to, to investigate this in the Gospels we, or in the Scripture? We could go to, to the Psalm, hmm? Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalm 72. They were, the, the, the psalmist will speak about kings that come from Tarshish. Tarsus is a very mysterious place. We don't know exactly where it is, but maybe it was the south of Spain because in those times they considered the Mediterranean as the end of the world. There was nothing after that. That's true. You know? So that was the end of the world. So they're coming from far, far, they far away. Ships, no? They had ships, no? They had some, some form of armada, no? In Tarsus? They, they had ports. Ports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, just south of there, the, um, what we call Gerbalter today, was yeah, known as the Gates of Hercules which was the end of the world. The end of the world. If so you cross, you fall. You cross, you, who knows yeah. what happened no, to no, you. No, no, no. They didn't want to go because they're very dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they are going to come from across the sea. And, um, and the islands bring tribute. So even the faraway islands, you know, they're going to bring tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba, which is the south, will offer gifts. Already the Psalms 
are announcing that somebody is going to come to offer uh, gifts from far away. May all kings bow before him. So, I mean, all the other kings are servants of this king who is going to come. All nations will serve him. He's the ruler of all nations. Long may he live receiving gold from Sheba. So here we have the gold again. Somebody's coming from far away bringing gold. So this is beautiful that all, all these pieces of, um, of no, prophecy. And in the ancient world, Shiva was famous because of the gold. They were actually the gold keepers, put it that way. And they are in the, in the coast of Arabia, right? Mm -hmm. And so the caravans, because there are other studies that we're not going to get into now, but there are some other studies about caravans and one of the places they would cross and that's why they were transporting gold you know, was exactly the, 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 the kingdom or the queen well, well the well, queen of Sheba the, 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 the time of David of yeah. during the time of David there you go so the only other time this happened is during the Davidic kingdom of David right, who's a symbol of the Messiah so awesome. he, she comes looking for wisdom at the throne of David we have an element of Sheba coming in search of Wisdom in capital letters, and she reminds us of the of the coming of the three wise men, the three kings to to Jerusalem. The way she came to Jerusalem mm -hmm. was very similar to this, very very similar. But of course, the, the main element that we we we, uh, we have is the gospel itself. No, I, I actually Matthew. thought you were going to go right there to Matthew. So it's interesting <laughs> to see that you have the Psalms, and then you yeah, have exactly. you know, yeah, because all fits, all fits together. But the main Uh, element is the um, is uh, uh, Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 to 12 so it's uh, right in the beginning of, therefore in the gospel of Matthew and he will describe that in the king in the time of King Herod after Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem of Judea wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking where is the child who has been born king of the Jews. It's amazing that it's not the Jews who, re, who, uh, who learned this, but it was the Gentiles who learned this first, yeah. of their king. But isn't that like that in many times in our own lives, our own spiritual lives, that it's someone on the outside that perceives the issue or the problem or the gift Ooh, much more nice than the very person themselves. <laughs> yes. They need someone coming from way away to come and say, hey, The Messiah, the, the chosen one, the one that you're waiting for, the expected of nations, he's here. Huh? Wake, wake people up. Let's figure out what's going on here. Absolutely. We're coming from so far, and you are, the, you are from so near, and you don't see him. Huh? But they knew This where to look for the Messiah. But well, also, yeah. if, you, exactly. if you go to the Holy Land, and when you go to Jerusalem, I mean, you realize that, because for us, it's like, oh, Jerusalem, and then far away, Bethlehem. It is... At, at the most 10, 12 kilometers, and animals are really grossly exaggerating. Eh? So it's very, very close. The biggest problem is that you have a big hill. It's a big the mountain, right? Come down, you have to come down the mountain. That's it. That's it. If it wasn't for that, it'd be a very easy trip. And then Matthew continues saying that they said that, for we observe his star. So this king has a star. The one little point here that's interesting is the Eastern Church, in their theology, they say that the star wasn't truly a star. They say it was the uncreated power, uncreated element of God's grace. 
shining forth onto the earth. Beautiful. So it's, there's like saying, forget the idea of a real star. We don't care. No. No, it was, it was a finger of God pointing down. It's right. much more than a star, much more than, 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 a, than a star from, from the skies. I, I just find more. it interesting because I'm used to reading things and they're arguing, was it a star? Was it a this, that, the other thing? And then you get to the east and like, who yeah, cares? Who cares? No, it's exactly. God's action, the creative power of God acting directly in the earth. And yeah, that's some, what it is. Some people tend to think it was a, com a, a comet. comet or something like that. They coincide no, it. No. And therefore, I just like how no. the fact that they sort, of, they sort of just take the table and say, no, we're not interested. We're moving on. So we have seen his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. So they, they understood by seeing the star that uh, he deserved to be, uh, to be served, to be adored. And they came for that. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. So he's going to ask you know, the, um, the, the scribes and the, the priests, you know, and they are going to say, yes, he is going to be born. And were, and they, they are going to quote uh, Micah, the prophet. Mm -hmm. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, so they knew perfectly where he was going to be born, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. So there's no doubt that it was going to come from there. No doubt. Because, you know, there is a nice comment that Monsignor Jean-Claude made in one of the commentaries on the gospel. He said like this, what happened that Bethlehem being so close to Jerusalem, there are these rumors that this king is born. And for instance, nobody from the temple sent any delegate, anybody, because it's just so close. If there is a rumor and the whole people are waiting for the Messiah, I mean, you know, the numbers, the prophecy of uh, Daniel, no? the, the 70 weeks of years and everything else. So the time is coming, everything. There is a sign. Everybody makes a silence. Complete. Mm -hmm. Nobody moves a finger. Not even to send you know, someone to check. Terrible. What an attitude. That tells volumes oh, of the attitude. Every, the spiritual attitude must have been apathetic. Terrible. Terrible. Because, I mean, imagine. Or, or if I find you, we better kill him right away. Well, that's what Herod did. Did <laughs> anyone stop Herod? Do we know if any, any Jewish leader stopped Herod from doing that cal that calam calamity of calamities? They, they didn't complain. Did anyone complain? No, I don't know. Complain. I don't see anyone complaining. No. No one stopped him. There's no record of anything. Right? Incredible. And God himself instructs the Magi to leave through a different way so that Herod, to give time for the, for the Savior to leave. So there's no protection. What happened? What happened? What happened to or, or better, we may venture. We know. <laughs> you know. Oh, is, uh, is he going to be born? Oh, immediately eliminate the Messiah. And so, so here we can see two stars. Because we see the star of creation, the star, you know, the, uh, of the uh, uh, divine origin that uh, brings them to Jerusalem. And then the star disappears. Yes. But God doesn't leave his people without a, a star. And then we have the star of the scriptures. We have the stars of the prophets. We have Micah, who is going to tell us where 
to go. So God, God uh, will never leave his people without a star, without a direction. First we have the, the star that took them, took them to Jerusalem, and then we have the second star, which is the scripture himself, that will take them to the right place where is the king. So Matthew continues the description, and he's going to say that um, uh, they, then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Herod, no? He told, no, of course, go, but uh, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I also go and pay him homage. So what a hypocrite. No? Hypocrite, no, but it's bad. Yeah, bad. But where are the high priests? Yeah. That's a good question, right? The, the scribes and the Pharisees, they should be running as fast as they can. They know the terrain. They know their way from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. They don't need to search high and low. They know the people. They know their contacts. What's going on? Terrible. Terrible. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen as it's rising. So it's only after hearing the scripture that the star comes back again. Beautiful, that, that combination between the two stars. Hmm? When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. So they, they refound the star, you know, that was their companion. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. To kneel down means to recognize that he's a god. Because, no. because you only These were not nobodies. God. These were mm. not a bunch of, you know, of, of shepherds. These were no. people used to people exactly. kneeling to them. Exactly. Not kneeling to someone Precisely. else. Very likely they had never knelt before anyone. Yeah. We don't need to. It was the first time they, they had knelt in their lives. Yeah. Mm. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gift of gold. Frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. They were smart. They were wise. They were wise. They were prudent. Prudent. And it means also that they had been transformed. But they had stayed some time because they received through a dream, which meant they slept there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So sure. they spent time with yes, the Jesus. So they were transformed by the presence. Transformed. But they were open. They were open to that presence. Of course. They weren't like the Pharisees and the, and the everyone else in Jerusalem sitting there plotting on how to get rid of this menace. Of course. And Mary and Joseph, they, they have, have been very, very impressed, very, you know, very pleased to see this adoration from these people that they didn't know, and that they were important people of the time, that came to adore uh, their son. It was something fantastic. Unfortunately, we don't know what happened and, and all the dialogue uh, that certainly took, uh, took place. But they came back through another road. I mean, they, they came back different. They went as pagans, mm -hmm. adoring a, a king that they didn't know. Now they know him. And they were transformed. Now, now they belong to Jesus. They adore Jesus. They're, they're Christians. They have been completely transformed and they go back through another road, the road of 
Christianity, the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord uh, of the beginning of the church. They become apostles. Absolutely. They become yeah. apostles amongst a different people, right? Peoples who uh, were outside of the covenant. Well, one of the traditions say, says that when they went back to their kingdoms, they tried to explain to people who our Lord was. And like later on, the apostles, right? They were martyred. Mm. People just ah, did beautiful. not accept and they died as martyrs. Uh, of course, you know, it's traditions because in the end, no, we don't have anything else in the scripture. No, yeah. no but their bodies are venerated in a cathedral. Mm. True. Well, so, true. I mean, as saints... Cathedral especially made for for them. them no? Yeah, I, I, I like. There's there's a little. I read something that was like, well, they were never officially canonized, and that, that, that's a it's a lack of understanding of how the church works. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't need to be canonized. No. It was the vox populi vox dei moment. Okay, John the Baptist was he canonized? Never. No, so he wasn't. Um, <laughs> and then we go through the like Saint Stephen. Saint Stephen was he canonized? <laughs> no, that process came later on. Exactly. But early church, they knew the person and they acclaimed them. And these three were acclaimed. acclaimed. And so much so that their bodies were brought from the east, mm -hmm. the, the east, like Persia and places like that, all the way to where it rests now in Germany, right? They went first to Milan and then they were given as a reward to the, um, to the prince of ba uh, Bavaria the, um, the, their, their bodies, their remains. And they took them in a tremendous procession to uh, to Cologne and they did the, the cathedral for them. That's the main thing in the cathedral of Cologne, so, which is one um, of the most important cathedrals in the world. Do we believe that people today are so much more intelligent or insightful than people in the past? In the past? <laughs> I, I, I think people today are stupider, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the fact that they venerated these items so much, obviously they had a chain of custody. They knew who they were. But look at biblical theology, you know, the more people doubt about the veracity of the scriptures, the more they go, the more they try to uh, figure out or verify, and the more confirmed the scriptures are. If you doubt, you are becoming like those Jews that were in Jerusalem and they didn't, were not interested in, the, in knowing that Jesus was born just next to them in Bethlehem. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's true, no, because it's the attitude sad. of doubting is That's in the end, dark. I'm, I'm trying to find something so I can say that this is not true, right? That this is false. Yeah. The, 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 the place of the agnostic when he, I don't understand, therefore it cannot be. I am the litmus test. I am Precisely. the beginning and end. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I oh, yeah. am it. I'm I'm it. it. I am it. And if I don't understand, then it can't it be. It doesn't exist, exactly. I know everything. There's one point, just, it's just a side side issue here, which is that the three, the three wise men, um, they also symbolize the three proto-biblical um, races. So what do I mean? Is it the sons of Noah? So we have the Shemites, you have the Semites, and you have uh, Jephthahs. So Jephthah in the mm -hmm. Europe, all those who were outside, right? Ham, right? Ham and his peoples, mm -hmm. and then we have the Semites. So these three kings, in a sense, they went out from Noah and, and a broken covenant, and with the person of Christ, they come back. Ooh. So the re it's the redemption of mankind. Oh, mankind. It's not, a, it's not a, a reserved or very small redemption. It's a plenest, it's a full and, and ample, ample um, moment of sanctification and of calling. 
Beautiful message because it's actually the, the whole world that comes back together again in unity around whom? Around the real king. Around the person of Christ. Exactly. Right? The anointed it's, one. The scripture, how full of symbolisms, how full of uh, yes. different no, topics and aspects that can bring. Like the catechism, no? the catechism is the same. No, It brings us together in the same way the three magic kings came together no, towards it. The catechism also brings us no, back to focus to the truths of the church. No? So, yeah. it's so this idea of giving gifts, I think they come from them, come mm. from this, this, uh, this uh, um, wise men, these uh, kings, yeah. that because they came with gifts. So at Christmas also we, we want to, to give gifts to the other because we were so happy, we want to recognize that uh, Jesus is our king and we want to give him gifts. So just to go back to the, to the point, no? so the three um, gifts are symbolized, gifts for a god, Gifts for a king, a king and gifts for someone who a is sacrifice. going to... A redeemer. The Lamb of God who is uh, offered to redeem uh, the whole world. He is a king, but he loves us so much that he's ready to suffer for us. When a king is not ready to suffer for you, he's not a real king. No. When a superior... Tyrant. Yeah, exactly. He's a tyrant. tyrant. Precisely. He wants to take advantage of you, but he doesn't want to help you. But Jesus, no. Jesus is ready to, to die for us. Yeah. Yeah. One point that's also interesting in the Magi, so the three, right, are also considered within our Catholic tradition as the patron saints of travelers, okay. innkeepers, and pilgrims. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right? So this devotion to them is something that all of us are pilgrims on this earth. We're all trying to find heaven. So... Uh, that's someone that we should have these three who come under three different colors, three different you know, racial backgrounds of sorts. They're perfect examples of this pilgrimage of life that we're being called and we are on. Beautiful. And there are so many aspects too, no? because again, the, the gospel leaves you know, pretty much uh, a lot of a space in between. For instance, how long did they stay with the Holy Family? It wasn't a three-hour visit in the evening, and then they left. No, it wasn't. Uh, they're not modern people. No, it's not. A, they came with how many camels? Mm. They, they, had, they had tents. They had kitchens. They had everything. I think it was hundreds, you know, literally hundreds. But the, the term that you mentioned there, um, covering. covering. Yeah. Because remember, when they came to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem wasn't a small city, they caused a commotion. Completely, yeah. Right? You don't cause a commotion with one camel. No. They have camels. They have their own camels. But you come in with, with this beauty and richness and everything else, sound of trumpets and satyrs and all kinds of things played and sounds and smells and everything. And where is the king? What king? Can you imagine the, the talk in the town? Where would the king? Exactly. What king? What king? The, the high priest never told us about a king. What king? It's a king. It's a king. And certainly people wanted to, uh, to follow them, but very likely the religious leaders of the time well, kind of no, I'm no, not uh, no them down. No, 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 you know, these people not are, the not, are not Jews. Don't follow them. We have lots of hypotheses that are very, very, <laughs> very interesting. There is one, though, because, you know, saints have commented these, uh, virtuous people yes. have commented these. I remember Professor Plinio Corrado de Oliveira once in a, in, a, in, a, in a meeting for young people. He was saying, well, but imagine, um, because the child Jesus being 
a baby, you know, or being a, uh, being a small, was not going immediately to start talking to them and, and explaining to, 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 to them by word of mouth who he is and how he's the Messiah and everything else. But he could have used the light and the strength of graces mm-hmm. to give them graces without speaking to kind of reveal to them, you know, who, who he was. And, and, and probably that was the, the system of communication no, that Jesus used with, with the Magi kings and basically revealed to them everything else that they did not know. Uh, and again, no, we're not here creating new, new, new theology or affirming no things. It's you know, what we can basically sure. you know, venture as, as, a, as a hypothesis. No? And what a faith also of the kings because uh, the scenario must have been very simple. It was a very poor place. Yeah. Nevertheless, the infant Jesus was so beautiful that they didn't have any doubt. This is the king. You could imagine the doubts that would have entered their mind when they went and they spoke to the religious leaders and the yeah. political leaders. And they're looking at you dumbfounded. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and then, oh, it's a secondary city. It's a secondary city. Mm-hmm. And not even the house, it's the stable, it's the grotto. It, it, that's difficult. That's a trial of faith. It was, it was. And then they encounter the expected of nations. Yeah. But it was, Mary was there. Mm. And of course, they must have been extremely impressed by Mary and Joseph. And the way Mary was, was, was the queen of queens. Hmm? This oh, child was the, was the king, but she was the queen. So they must have felt that well, this lady much more than us. And this baby, he's amazing. He must be full of light and um, of, of, um, of blessings. And a tremendous atmosphere must have taken them. The atmosphere that was there, you know, it's, it's impossible to imagine. Now, there is a question that many people actually raise and is interesting. He says, okay, what happens because apparently the... Apparently no. The birth of Jesus happened in a grotto. And when the Magi kings uh, arrive, the, the evangelist says that they arrived to a house. A house, yeah. And so for some Protestants or anti-Catholics or whatever, you know, atheistic people say, oh, this is, that's a contradiction, that's something. <laughs> no? But in reality, the scholars and everybody, they say that not necessarily the very night when yeah. Jesus was born, that after, immediately after the shepherds arrived, half an hour later, the Magi kings. No, no, no it, it's not course. like that. So, Father, can you can you explain a little bit that part? Well, we don't know exactly what happened, but very likely, um, God wanted to be born in an unusual place, in a place that never no one lived there before, and he was he was in this grotto, but they didn't stay there for long. They very likely went to another house in Bethlehem. And that's where the, where the kings uh, arrived. So there's no contradiction. It's, it's no a continuation of the story. Of course. No? Yeah, of course. I think I read, I read somewhere where we have a problem when we encounter the Bible. And the problem is, is that they write in a manner which is very concise. But we need to expand it. We need to give it time and space. And the ancient person wasn't a person of fast actions, interactions. Everything took time. And it's not like the birth of Christ today, St. Stephen was killed tomorrow. Uh, um, you know, a week and a half later, mm. the Magi's come through and do their thing. No. And you read all of that in within 10 minutes. Yeah, no, it took it time. Right? We still have the presentation. 
right? Which we celebrate on the 2nd of February, the Lady of, mm-hmm. Lady of Light, um, which is part of this very same thing, right? Before they leave and go to Nazareth, they present the, Lord, the child to in the temple, right? There's also a trip to Egypt in the middle. Oh, yeah. So we've got lots of events that happen and there's lots of time. Uh, And that's the problem. We hurry it all up and then we need to let it, like bread, you know, you need to let it rise and be beautiful. Exactly. Now, one one, uh, teaching that we can take from from here is that um, in the same way that they were guided by a star in the life of each one of us, God will never leave us alone. He will always give us a star to direct us in our lives. That star can be from the elements around us, can be a a star of creation, let's say, a a sign of uh, somebody talking to you, etc., or a sign that comes directly from the Word of God. God, uh, The Word of God is not only contained in the Bible, of course. Uh, God continues speaking for eternity, so there will be no no books enough to contain all the word of God, but he has a word to each one of us. He will say to each one of us, what do we need? What do we have to do? How do we have to, um, to behave? Uh, how do we have to use the time that he is giving us on earth? And we need to remember that uh, the star will always lead us to Mary. Yeah. Mary is the one that has a solution for us. Where was the solution at the time? In the hands of Mary. In her arms was the infant Jesus was the solution of the world. And she stayed like this forever. So we are going to find the solution to everything in the arms of Mary. That's a beautiful analogy, no? Because in the same way, the Magi kings were, in the end, wandering in the desert. And that desert was you know, impossible Terrible. to navigate. There was no GPS, nothing. Eh? <laughs> right. but, but, but they were in the search of truth, as I say. You know? yeah. And because they were in the search, God sent them the signs they needed. You know? exactly. that's, that's really beautiful. Because yeah. if we find ourselves lost in the middle of somewhere, if people who are listening to us today, you know, maybe they just feel like they're completely abandoned, clueless in the middle of a desert where there is, where is north, south, east, west, lost, completely track. Still, no, God will let you know the direction. Exactly. And in that place, the biggest star was there. The star was Mary. Mary was the one who was pointing to her son. Look at, to my son. He is the solution for all of you. He is the real God, the King of Kings. Now, Father, in, presently we're seeing in the world of the heroes of the gospel that, you know, it's a joy to have that. It's that thousands of people are doing their consecration to Our Lady. And isn't it interesting that today we're talking about the Magi Kings and how they needed a guide. And the guide is, in the end, uh, with Our Lady. And how providential the fact that thousands of people are doing the consecration to Our Lady in this present situation of the world where everything seems completely, you know, upside down. Dark. What doesn't seem is upside down. It is. So you're consecrating yourself to that star that is going to take you to the right place. It's that line which is very important because we have to remember what is to consecrate. Consecrate is to make sacred. Yeah. Right? (laughs) To separate, to make sacred. We take ourselves and we make ourselves sacred, make ourselves belonging to God through the hands of Mary. And that's that's it. I mean, that's the safest road we're gonna have. If we depend on ourselves, we're not gonna do so well. 
So we can tell that in order to follow the path of the Magi kings, we need to do the consecration to Our Lady. It would be too 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 far fetched. <laughs> Maybe no. not. No. <laughs> I think also we could, with all this mentioning of the star, we could t- think a little bit about Saint Bernard Clairvaux. He talked about the star of the sea, mm-hmm. and with that image of the star of the sea, with storms and 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 difficulties, and be buffeted by by vices and our own sins and all these terrible things. But who do we call upon? We call upon Mary. Mary is the star of the sea. She's the one who brings us to port. And if we do that, then we'll be like the kings. We'll arrive in our Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. There are others who didn't follow the star, who found themselves in Jerusalem and were comfortable and weren't interested. And the point of their arrival was just at the bottom of the hill, but they stayed on top of the hill and Exactly. And complained. So probably maybe the the best way to con- conclude the program today, no, mm-hmm. is asking God's blessing, asking yeah. Our Lady's blessing, no, to 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 help us to follow that path so needed. No? That in this well, I think that we should ask the blessing that the infant Jesus gave to the to the kings mm-hmm. and their their company, all those who were with, with them. The the joy of uh, Jesus seeing them must have been tremendous. So he obviously blessed them. Oh. Uh, and we ha- we should ask the same blessing. And this is what we want to offer to all our, our viewers, the blessing of the infant Jesus. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Salve Maria. Salve, Salve Maria. Maria.